You know, I often say I get to follow that <laughs> almost every week. And that message, the lyrics of that, the delivery of that, the talent, the gift of that, that absolutely embodies the teaching, living in the moment now, I am light, I am unwritten, the pen is in my hand, open the dirty window, see what is there, reaching something so close I can almost taste it, concludes the service. So what else is there? So this week, I'm just leaving from Unity Village. I was there two consecutive weeks in a row, which was absolutely fantastic, to be the keynote speaker for the Unity Canada Conference. 60 people from 20 centers all over Canada, they're joined for their annual convention, followed by the affiliated New Thought Network, Anton's Conference, of which Reverend Ken joined to become a part of that community, which is lifting up New Thought as a broader umbrella and less siloed off into what one is doing or one is doing versus what are we all doing in the name of New Thought. So representing you in that way too. And just to say thanks to Reverend Ken, watching him there this week and getting to be in his energy and presence as he was ministering to people, he also secretly told me, so don't tell, that he was being ministered to, that he was there in spiritual renewal, and spiritual restoration, which is so vital for a, a leader and so vital for a spiritual leader to have times for that. So God bless you in making provisions like that and to understand the absolute critical nature of that. And bravo to you, Ken, for the good sense, as mom would say, and the wisdom to take the time for that. And as I presented last week, I presented tenets of, of leadership, spiritual leadership, and Reverend Ken and you, as a community, live those, which are include things like integrity, vision, teachability, staying open at the top. So the second I think I know, I'm in trouble the second I believe I know something. So with a topic like uncertainty, you know, I hesitate to even put it out as a topic. I said, now, Reverend Ken, if we use this title in your publications, people won't come to church that day. How many of you wake up and go, oh, I can't wait for the uncertainty today. Oh, I delight in uncertainty. We insane people don't do that because we want what? certainty we want control and we have the illusion of having some control right it's like oh yes I have oh I know who's in control it's like loco no then the uncertainty and we have a new leader at unity worldwide ministries Reverend Patricia Bass and she put a video out this week you can find through the path or through your connections with unity worldwide that says change change constant change constantly having a new growth experience change constantly constantly having a new growth experience so let's have a big deep breath 
Now, my friend Steve says, I don't want a new growth experience. <laughs> Thank you. But guess who gets to vote? So it's not a matter if, if we're going to have change, just what is it going to be, how is it going to come, and then the powerful, very powerful question of how are you going to be with it? How are you going to relate to the change? How are you going to define the change? Because then we cannot be certain. We, however, can be clear. We cannot always be certain. We can more and more be clear. So I don't know what's to come, but I'm more and more intentional about how I'm going to be with what comes. So what you've done here to make the move from Bush Street to Page Street is an absolute miracle. Do you have a sense of this? Get a sense of this. So I can shed a little light on this maybe. Uh, in, the, in this United States of America, for over 20 trackable years, the industry of church has been in a rapid decline. 10,000 churches closing annually for over 20 years. All the while, so while the industry is doing this, what's Unity San Francisco doing? This, another miracle. I've watched over 21 years I've been out in the field doing this, and even congregations that discussed, discerned, debated, dialogue, decided to move, in a majority of the cases, the congregation doesn't actually ever make the move. So the organization makes a move, and the people won't cross the desert, so to speak, for that kind of change. So not only have you done that organizationally, culturally, historically, but you have done it as a community, so I bow to you. For that, for you have then put in a new root system here that is defining you and that will open a portal, has opened and is opening a portal to the next greatest iteration of you as a spiritual community and as an iconic, iconic community in the unity movement. So you are leaders, pioneers, and shining stars of what is possible for new thought, unity and new thought for the next hundred years. And bravo to you for that. It's outstanding what you've done and who you are. So for all the ways that you contribute to making that possible. I spoke then with your church leaders yesterday, your appointed board of trustees, and I asked them their why. Why are they serving here? Because it's no little thing to be leading at a time like this when you're buying and selling buildings and buying and selling property and particularly buying and selling property in San Francisco and physically moving and oh the attachment to things and to places and to convenience and these were their answers I serve because of our spiritual inclusivity. I serve because of an open-hearted community. 
I serve because Unity San Francisco is a beacon of light for the world. I serve because of a joyous, loving spirit that is present here. I serve because of our capacities for growth and abundance. And I serve because we are a sanctuary for people. And from I serve because we are a church without walls. So get a sense of that. And as you reflect this morning, take a minute and just see why is it you're being compelled to what compels you to make the drive here? What compels you to walk longer than you want to walk? What compels you to be in service again, to set up that coffee, to set up that food and fellowship, to come in and pray early, to come in and meditate, to come in and to serve those coming through the doors, to greet and usher, to pray for, to play with the people. What is your why? Get a sense of that in your body. And get a sense of what the causative, creative faculty of our mind, the infinite potential that it holds to create that even more expansively. So from here, out here, from here to this live stream, from here to around the planet eventually. So as Reverend Ken said, my mission is to serve those who serve. That's why I'm here today, because I believe you're in service to this. My vision is to get our teachings to the whole of the planet. Now, I can reach this many, then we can reach this many, and then eventually this many. And as I heard the reports from Unity this week, it also included a map of some of the new innovations they're using there at Unity World Headquarters, which you'll hear, I'm sure, and uh, Reverend Ken will share eventually, that includes a virtual high visual prayer room. The highest level of prayer consciousness in Unity for 129 years uninterrupted is now available online for people from around the world to enter in to that high vigil of prayer from wherever they are. And they lit a map of the earth and there was lights from all over the earth joining us in this high prayer of unity that is its absolute root system of why we exist as a movement. So this is not just theory. This is not just big visions. This is not just ideas. But this is absolute change and absolute certainty in a time of rapid change and very, very high tensions around uncertainty. Of a few things, we can be certain. Of several things, 
you can be certain. So round of applause to you, to unity, to vision, to root systems, to what's possible, and to new beginnings. And really want to encourage you as you continue to bear the intensities of these new beginnings and of saying goodbyes and things like that, that you're going to have another year or two of it. You're welcome. To see you're going to watch this glass come down and you're going to get bristled over it like, or I love that or I don't like that. Then paint will start going on walls and it won't be the paint you picked. then one day you'll come in and the chairs will be rearranged to accommodate more people. So get a sense. Just take a big deep breath now and decide. I know what that change is for. I know what that change is doing. I know that this is, this is constantly, constantly providing a new growth opportunity for me, for our community, for the movement, for the teachings. And I'm going to grow myself up. I'm actually going to emotionally and spiritually mature myself on purpose because I don't want to have that many bristlings. I don't want to have that knee-jerk, instinctual reaction that is so common when we don't get what we want or when something doesn't turn out like we prefer that I'm going to be more okay with that either way. So get a sense of that. If you then, after today, after today, this very day in 2019, if you could no longer be disturbed, what that would be like. So I don't have to love it. I don't have to like it. I also don't have to be a victim to it either. I don't have to delight in it. I don't have to do a happy dance over it. I don't have to be joyous over it. And I don't have to be a knucklehead about it either. And speaking of knuckleheads, let's just clear up. I'm actually born in Kentucky, not Tennessee, but we're still all cousins. <laughs> and it's right on the border of Tennessee, so it's very hard to discern because you can throw a rock and be in Tennessee. And it's Bug Tussle, Kentucky. So just for matters of presenting what's actual and factual. But, you know, back home, our family tree doesn't fork much. Um, and in the best of ways, in the best of ways. Some of the five people I know um, right around there where I grew up in Bug Tussle, Kentucky. And we've got then a chance here to decide today, and this workshop this afternoon is designed and developed for a fast track, if you will, to spiritual and emotional maturity. It is for people that have suffered just enough to say, you know, I don't really like being triggered. 
I don't like what happens to me when anxiety rises up. I don't like what happens when I live in a chronic state of worry and when I get obsessed about an idea or when I get obsessed about whether somebody's going to sober up or not or if I get obsessed about what they're doing and I quit looking at myself and where the power is within me to change the only thing in the world I can change, which is this which is what's causing that. So until the projector gets cleaned, till the projector clears, until I get the lint off of the projector, then it's insane to think that the projection is going to shift. Then we're up into the projection trying to rearrange it. And it sounds insane, right? It would be no different than me saying now all together, one at a time, run up here and change the way that is on that screen. Would you actually go do that? So if you wanted to change that screen, where would you work? At the source of it. So this work is to work at the source of it, at the cause of it. And it's not for wimps, because it'll systematically, this work systematically takes down our old archaic belief systems, the BS, false thinking, faulty thinking and then turns around that faulty thinking into a base of reality into a base of what is and then empowers you and empowers me to say in the face of what is I can change the one thing in the world that I can change which is my mind about it a renewing of my mind which gives me a broader perspective I get to pause See what's causing the upset. Gain perspective. And relate to the whole of humanity. Relate to the whole of the species. Gain perspective to see, hey, what is happening here has been happening since the beginning of time. What is happening in this interaction that's got me going has been happening since creation. So to pause, gain perspective, and then to relate to humanity as humanity actually is instead of what this says they should be. And they ought to be. And they better be. And then wonder why it's not effective and then to put that into practice. And then in every single interaction to make a choice of how am I going to be in this situation and to make a choice that is integrity, in integrity with your own soul. That is integrity, in integrity for what it is you want to create in the world. 
and to choose in alignment for what you want to see more of in the world. All the while, uncertainty is assured. So instead of trying to change uncertainty, what can we change? So get a sense of this in your body. And the power within you to change that and to change it there. And the infinite potential of what changing it here and changing it there, the infinite potential that holds to change it there. Imagine. I know who you are. I know what you are. And I know how you serve. And I bow to you for that. And I thank you. And we begin again now.